hello, we've got another Talking Tropes mini, and here we are in the future. I'm David. And I'm Hannah, and we're talking about Steven Universe Future! It's all over. <laughs> it's, it's over, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it over? Isn't well, it Well, there's over? been some hinting like, oh, it might come back in some form. Uh, you know, uh, Rebecca Sugar hinted that she might want to do it as a Broadway musical. I mean, I would be very uh, down be for insane. a Steven Universe musical. I will be the first in line for that once Broadway reopens. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would just be completely ludicrous and insane. But It'd be I, so good. How would you do fusion on there? How would you do... Magical gem powers. Who cares? Who cares? We don't watch it. We all listen. Know they it. found a way to put Frozen on stage. Like they they could figure out. It's a little this. different, but okay. Steven Universe Future. It's it's an epilogue. It's Shippuden. It's a time <laughs> skip season. I mean, I would I would not say that it's Shippuden, but it's Maybe definitely it's Boruto. Bo- yeah, Boruto, son of Naruto. Yeah, I would definitely say it's more like Boruto than anything. But if Boruto was like ending instead of already had like a hundred and five episodes. Yeah, I can't believe that. That doesn't make any sense to me that anyone would watch it. Uh, but hey, you know. people are people are in. I guess. I don't know. Can't say. <laughs> people, people love content. Um, um, yeah. Well, but so, does this feel like Boruto? Is it? Is it? Is it an addendum that was not needed? Could the show have ended with the movie? Let's dive in. Yeah. So you know, I I don't know that the show is necessarily necessary, but I think it's not. Um, you know, it's not just like. And, uh, it's not wasted. Right, it's not it's... wasted, and it's not, um, shit, what's, like, the term for an appendix? Like, vestigial. <laughs> you know, like, it's not, <laughs> it's not just something that was sort of slapped on and slapped together. It, like, it has its own story that it's trying to tell, um, with its own message and its own themes that, you know, are not dissimilar right. from the original Steven Universe themes, um, but sort of address the, the like, actions of uh, the original series and the events of that, um, you know, and in kind of a realistic manner and and really explore basically st- the psychological effect that Steven Universe had on Steven himself, uh, which, right. you know... Well, I mean, initially it seems very much like most epilogues that you're familiar with. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I always draw the connection to the Harry Potter epilogue, which I hate. The worst. Where... Just cuts to, you know, we're in the future and everyone's hooked up with the people that they've hooked up with. Yeah. And they have beautiful children who they've named something stupid. Yep. Um, that's Boruto. <laughs> that's Boruto. That's, yeah, that's many things. Yeah. Uh, and I, I initially thought it was going to be very much like that, but just sort of a higher quality version. Mm-hmm. And then we'd get to see sort of where all the gems ended up uh, now that they're no longer fighting an enemy, you know, an eternal evil fascist empire. But, I mean, that kind of goes away pretty quickly, right? Yeah, I mean, no. it's a little homeschool and then guidance and then rosebuds. It's, like, already, like, this is about something else. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it, it pretty much starts becoming about... And, and I think the seeds are sort of planted in those early episodes that, you know... Steven has this purpose, it's little homeschool, and it's helping these other gems, but then, you know, as things continue to get better and better and better, you know, he is less to kind of, like, 
do in all of these episodes. And you can see that sort of start to to weigh on him. Um, and, you know, it, it starts to manifest in his powers uh, in different ways. Um, and then, you know, it, it really just starts to spin out of control. I mean, to put it simply, he's going through an, an existential crisis, which many people go through at the end of high school, when you just feel kind of adrift. Right. And you don't have... He's going through kind of an early quarter-life crisis. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, and he's go- at the same time, he's going through a delayed gem puberty. Right. Where first he grows a neck, but then he grows to into a giant monster. <laughs> <laughs> The neck was only the beginning. You're right. He turns into a, an anime boy for a while there. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Should we... I don't think we need to go through episode by episode necessarily. No, but I think we can go chunk by chunk. Sure. So in the, in the first sort of chunk, we've got significantly the, the Rosebuds episode where he's meeting... A bunch of freed Rose Quartzes mm-hmm. um, who traumatically bring up memories of his mother. Um, and Greg just completely can't handle it. Right. And it sets up sort of, it's hinting that we're going to be dealing with the idea of Stephen's psychological trauma, not just his escape from having this big responsibility on his back. Right. He liked the responsibility on his back to some extent, even though he did, you know, try to get rid of it. Um, he, he, he can't handle not having that responsibility and having to move on emotionally. Right. Um, and, you know, and, and that's definitely part of what we're sort of introduced to in the movie with, um, uh, oh my God, I'm forgetting her name. Spinel. Spinel. But you it know. seemed like that movie was mainly about him learning to accept change. And so it seemed like that resolved, but then clearly it didn't. And yeah. he was very uncomfortable with change. Yeah. Um, you know, but but it's it's sort of about Spinel needing to heal her past trauma to come to terms with um, you know, how the world is now. And right. you know, we we start to see in volleyball that, you know, it's not just Spinel. Um, there's like other people who need to deal with their past trauma. Um, and right. I, I, I really liked volleyball um, because th- that's the pink diamonds, original Pearl um, who has a crack on her face. That's impossible to heal. Um, even though Steven has tried using his healing power um, and, you know, they try to take her to like a repair station and they do all this stuff, uh, but it just won't go away. And basically what they find out is it's like an emotional scar and that it, it's sticking around um, because she has this internal trauma and that's just reflecting physically on her. Right. And and I think it's that's tough. Yeah. that's like a big thesis statement for what starts to happen or at least some foreshadowing for what starts to happen to Steven as the season um, progresses where he's basically having physical reactions to his internal trauma. Right. And at this point I still thought that it was just like, okay, well we need to resolve this cause we never talked about why, uh, you know, pink diamonds, original Pearl has this scar. And so we need to reveal it. It's like a, you know, check it out. And we're revealing more about, you know, pink diamond having this, these rages and, 
you know, not being able to control her emotions and not being able to suppress her power. And then we can see that kind right. of starting with Steven, but it's not clear where it's going. But I don't know, like, the power thing, it's, it's you know, it's gem puberty. Does it, I mean, does that work? Or is it just extraneous? Like, we want to see him see, well, what what's the full realization of his power? Is that what it is? I mean, Do we just I, see, I guess like, Naruto, I, I don't want to see how he makes a super Rasengan. Right. Or, you know, I think he and Sasuke battle on the moon or something at the end of Shippuden. It, it's truly some some bonkers shit, if, if I <laughs> hear correctly. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. It. To me, it definitely feels more like he. It, it it's it's more metaphorical than like concrete. Right. It's it's used more for a purpose, but is it still just accomplishing for the audience what we're you know our wish fulfillment of we want to see oh uh, we want to see more fusion we want to see more powers we want to see where all the characters end up. Mm-hmm. And in that sense, does it become kind of, you know, it becomes too much for us. I think about comparing it to, like, the Adventure Time ending, which just leaves us with nothing. Right. It's, the way that it ends is intentionally unsatisfying. We're told that we see the end of Ooh, and instead we just see the beginning of a new era in Ooh peace, but still there's going to be adventures. Right. You know, there's no settling of what we spent seasons upon seasons of, which is like, what's Finn's love life going to be? Right. But in Steven Universe, we get that kind of resolved. It's that, well, you know, Steven and Connie, they're not going to get married right away, <laughs> but they pretty <laughs> much are together. planning to spend the rest of their lives with each other. And barring some major change in their relationship, they'll probably continue dating until yeah. adulthood. Um, I, I, I think, you know, the, the season and how many episodes long is the season? Um, that's a little bit longer it's than 20. I thought. So it's, yeah, it's 20 episodes. So, you know, it really is about at the halfway point, um, like even a little bit before that, that we start to head in this direction of, um, like Steven being uncomfortable with change and, um, you know, having to deal with his own lack of a place in the world and dealing with his, his former trauma um, in, in little, little graduation um, where, you know, the off colors are graduating from little homeschool. So they're going to like head back out into space. And, you know, Steven learns that uh, Sadie killer and the suspects break up. And he's like, what are you talking about? They're supposed to have been touring forever together. And, you know, is really uncomfortable with the fact that Sadie is dating someone who isn't Lars and that like Lars would be cool with that. Like he, he just is unable to accept that, you know, his, his shipping dream. His ship is, from yeah, his when ship he has gone kids. up in smoke. Right. Um, it's strange to me. It feels out of character to, to, to my perception of, of what Steven is, but part of what, what makes this so, bizarre and uncomfortable is that Steven has gone through more change in the time that we skipped 
than he did maybe even during the entire show that we've that we actually watched him for. Right. Um yeah, like he he definitely feels like more of a different character than the Steven that we left. And it's the same character, but just one who has gone through so much development and and just change. I mean, he he's he's really like lost touch with his family who has always been like where he gets all of his emotional stability from. Right. It wasn't just like he was an incredibly emotionally healthy kid. He just always had people to go to with his problems. Mm-hmm. And now he feels completely separated from them. Like he started to distrust them and think that, well, they're the ones who made me this way. So they can't unmake me this way. Right. And you know, he, and and I think you know some part of that is just like being a teenager, like you know right. as I, and that's the thing, right? Like yeah, it becomes like his character has changed so much because now he is a teenager and he wasn't before, right? Uh, He's got angst now. Yeah, but there, but it's specific angst. It's not it's not just generic right. cartoon angst. It right. feels real. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. Which everything feels real when you're a teenager. And <laughs> it always feels real when you're rebelling and you're a teenager. It doesn't feel like just teenage angst. Right, exactly. Um, I feel like that's prickly pear for me is like really when it starts to become uncomfortable. Because yeah. his the internal world is externalized into these plants. And he's really confronted with the idea that he has no idea what he wants to do. Like his best guess is like, I could try gardening for the rest of my life. Right. <laughs> which might be infinite because I'm part gem. Right. Like he doesn't know how long he'll live even. And just truly feeling horribly, horribly lost. Um, and, and then to have, you know, basically like a walking, talking diary following him around and spilling that, you know, he's kind of annoyed by his like doting mothers and that, you know, he doesn't always want them to just like say, yes, we'll support you. Like, you know, just like, again, classic teenage stuff, but, but you're right. I think this does a really good job of not, um, like over, over sensationalizing those feelings um, like they, they seem pretty grounded. I, don't know, I think it almost does. I think it almost does really? sensationalize them. Well, I, it blows them into a physical deformity, which cannot be any, and it causes him to physically harm others. True. Know? Yeah. I mean, that doesn't really come necessarily until later, but like his in growing pains, which I think I actually watched these episodes a little bit out of order. I watched growing pains before together forever. Oh, okay. So it was just completely unexplained why he was going through this. But but it worked for me. I think it almost improved my viewing. Like, I can't hmm. picture the alternate universe where I watched them in order to begin mm-hmm. with. But the mystery of, like, why is he going through this trauma? Um, and it's because his one connection to a normal future is Connie is taken away from him. Right. Uh, in his mind. Because he asks her to marry him, and she says, I'm going to college. Right. You know, sure, we're not going to see each other for a while, but we're still going to, you know, talk on the phone all the time. You know, you went off to... And this is the weird thing, right? Like, he went off to space. Yeah. You know, and that wasn't a problem for him. But it's this. It's the idea that stuff is becoming real. Stuff is becoming de-Steven-universified. 
right and the center that, of everyone else's story right and you know he he doesn't have a purpose and he doesn't have that almost sense of control anymore you know like things are just right. sort of continuing on with or without him and you know it doesn't matter how much he wants things to stay the same it's it's that change is happening and he doesn't know where he fits into the new picture um right and you know i think like we definitely get that um in in episode 11 in uh in dreams where steven and peridot are watching um like a reboot of camp lonely hearts and they're mad that they changed things and it's different so they try to use like steven's dream powers to project like a better ending but steven's like subconscious fears about being left behind just start like coming through and basically interrupting everything and you know he right. he pushes himself to try to be useful in this way cuz otherwise he fears that he'll have no reason to to keep hanging out with Peridot. And, and I think, you know, this is definitely something that I think he feels with, with Connie and they, you know, they sort of go through that in, um, bismuth casual where they go to the roller skating rink. Well, I, I kind of want to take a, a deeper look at, at bismuth casual. Okay. First of all, on one level, it's a, where do they end up episode? You know, it's mm-hmm. about bismuth shipping business bismuth with uh, Pearl with Pearl. Yeah. And it's just fan service for that. Everyone freaks out. Everyone draws fan art, etc. Right. And it's cute. But on the other hand, it's about Steven feeling inadequate by himself in social situations. Mm-hmm. And feeling isolated. Which to me feels so radically out of character. And it maybe it's not. Maybe the point is that the things that I thought were defining character traits of Steven in opposition to other main characters were actually just aspects of his youthful innocence. Right. And that he's going to lose them. I mean, to me, like, what always made me like Steven is that he can befriend anybody. Right. He can make friends with teenagers, with adults, with people younger than him, with cats, with evil, (laughs) uh, you know, evil scientists. with yeah. You know, with, with crazy people who have terrible blogs and write about conspiracy (laughs) theories on the internet like he can be friends with anybody Uh but then to see him struggling to just even have a simple conversation with somebody right um that's that seems very out of character to me and it's very uncomfortable but i mean it's the choice that's the choice that rebecca sugar felt was the most natural for this character growing up was Mm -hmm. losing the ability to socialize, which we all kind of do. Yeah. We become social idiots when we <laughs> enter adolescence. Right, right. And, and you know, I think we're more self-aware as adolescents and adults that, you know, we sort right. of check ourselves a little bit more and are more cautious about how we're interacting with people just because at this point we've had so many interactions and feedback about our interactions um, that, you know, insecurities develop and we, and, you know, all of that is exacerbated by any insecurities that we've developed from other things as well, which is definitely what's going on with Steven where, you know, he doesn't know his place in the world. So he feels less confident to be able to like talk to people on like a case by case basis. Cause you know, it's one thing to be able to say like, 
I'm this thing, and I'm saving the universe, and that's what I'm doing, and yeah, I can talk to you, versus, like, I don't really know what I'm doing, I just exist now, I guess, and, um, I have powers, shrug, question mark, and, yeah, and, and still is clearly going through trauma and doesn't know how to express that or not express that to people, and... And yeah. When we talk about the portrayal of trauma, what I what I have to think is that this is the most accurate depiction of trauma in a children's TV show. Yeah. But it still leaves a lot to be desired. Okay, why why do you think that? Because the trauma expresses itself in such physical ways, such extreme ways. And the idea that he's so rejecting of the idea of therapy um, well, no one even really and that, brings and that up that suddenly therapy. therapy sort of resolves his trauma at the end. Yeah. It seems too neat, too simple. Mm-hmm. It's not messy. Yeah, I, I, I think the ending was, like, a little bit truncated in that, you know... Which it always is. I mean, this is the same problem that yeah. we had with the movie, right? Right. Um, and with the show itself, even where, you know, which is that you, you, you're confronting the diamonds and they are representing fascists, fascist dictators, and they give up their ideological standing within moments of being confronted with the idea of imperfection. Right. Um, you know, the slightest critique of their ideology causes it to collapse. Mm -hmm. And then... Likewise, the, the Spinel, you know, despite putting up so many walls is over the course of one fight and one song transformed into someone who's regretting her actions and trying to reconcile and trying to move past it and trying to make new friends. It becomes too simple. It becomes too easy because of the needs of the dramatic structure. Right. Because of the need for it to be uplifting. Right. I I mean, listen, I don't think that you can't have an uplifting ending to these things without getting a little bit deeper into the weeds and showing some of the, the struggle and the mess. Um, but because... it has to be bittersweet if it's going to be true to life, you know, in terms of these really permanent, not permanent, they're... No, uh, they can be permanent. They're just... I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not that they're, like like permanently trauma will always be at the level that it is right now. Right. But like, but it's always a part of it's you. something that sticks with you. Yeah. It's something that's more than a hug is needed to fix it. Right. Um, and you know, I, I think it's interesting because I feel like from kind of together forever on, it's all just really focused on, or, you know, maybe even not together forever, maybe, um, like in dreams on, um, though prickly business pear. prickly pear. Yeah. Little graduation. You can trace it all the yeah. way back is the thing. Yeah. It's, it's I, very gradual, but it builds and it, and it crescendos right, so naturally. But, I really think it's, but I think in fantastic like, the way that it's put together. Yeah. It's just, I think it's the best representation of trauma ever. Yes. In cartoons. Yeah. It's just still not it, fully it there. something to be desired. Right. I Like, I, I think, you know, if, if I'm going to draw a line somewhere, I would say from growing pains through to um, I am my monster 
we do get a lot of scenes that are very similar, um, uh, you know, with people in Steven's life expressing concern and trying to reach out to him and him rejecting it for whatever reason and him trying different methods of dealing with this pain and this trauma and um, sort of searching for solutions from different people to varying results. Um, You know, like he tries training his power with um, Jasper and ends up shattering her, um, which is like really traumatic. But then, you know, he doesn't tell anyone about that. Um, and, you know, like, right. he, he keeps a Which lot of secrets. Which is something that he would keep as a secret. I, I believe that. Right. No, totally. Um, I, I believe all of the secrets that he decides to keep. Right. Um, but I think, you know, we could probably have cut down on some of the, like, people in his life expressing concern and him rejecting it and gotten to the I am my monster point a little bit sooner and then maybe had two episodes of Denouement where... You know, one, we actually right. sort I mean, of I'm not trying see... To, I'm not trying to rewrite it. I'm just trying to sure. analyze it. Because the... What we have is that he rejects... He rejects comfort so much that you almost... It's not comfort that he wants. It's not advice. It's not understanding. It's not even listening that he right. wants. He just wants to go back somehow, to regress... He wants to unwrite his childhood right. because he Resents he feels it now. that as long as he has the trauma, it it, it it can't be gotten rid of. So he tries to you know sort of retcon his own childhood by in Mister Universe, mm-hmm. which I think is great. I mean, the idea that like his last name is just some something a stupid teenager came up with because he was trying to be edgy and a rebel and he was living in like <laughs> that came from basically a, totally a David normal, Bowie song, conservative house, right. Yeah, I mean, he was living in, like, a basic, normal, conservative house, yeah. and he breaks out and, like, kind of throws his life away, like, lives as, like, a homeless dude for a while. Uh-huh. Um, and, and, you know, Stephen then blames Greg for his own lack of direction in life. Yeah. And it's super painful to watch because, you know, Greg has only tried his best, which is not, never enough. Right. Um, but... <laughs> You know, he he always wanted the best for, for Steven, but he did let him go on dangerous, life-threatening <laughs> adventures all the time. Right. But that was necessary for the boy adventure plot. Right. You know? It's almost like the plot is in conflict with itself. Yeah, definitely. Um, it seems like, it seems also like maybe Steven is not looking for comfort, but he's looking for discipline. So I almost thought that in the episode where, you know, he turns into a giant monster. Right. I, I kind of thought that it was going to end with Greg saying like, go to your room or something or setting <laughs> boundaries or right, you know, like, really like reining him in something that, that would contrast with all the things that he's rejected throughout the season. Right. Um, but you know, that would be so out of character for Greg to do. But like, maybe it would show growth. I don't know. I, I'm not, again, I'm not trying to rewrite it, but that was yeah. what my brain went to when I was sure. watching. Is like he's looking for something other than a hug and a good job and a "we love you." Yeah. I and I don't know. Like it. I just don't know. I I agree. Like I don't know what is different in the "I am my monster" episode that was missing from all the previous talks where. 
people were expressing their availability or concern or, you know, worry towards Steven. Right. Um, I mean, it's, it's metaphorical, right? It's not real. It's metaphor. Right. Because the monster is not him becoming a monster. Right. It's him showing another side of himself that he's kept hidden. Mm-hmm. It's him exposing his trauma. It's him unloading his baggage, which he's never let anybody else see. And so it's only after he does that that he can achieve closure. But that closure is just found very easily. Right. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I will say, as, like, as someone who has battled with depression, like, the way that he he does reject, like, help and, and offers of support from people is certainly realistic. Um, right. You know, it's just how... Right, how, it's, it's how much, depiction is too much? Of, it's not the depiction of depression that I take issue with. It's the depiction of when do you admit to yourself that you need help? When do you right. admit to yourself that it's beyond something that you can control just by yourself? And right. I don't know what what that moment looks like. And it's very rare that it's portrayed well in, in fiction, I think. Mm-hmm. It's usually like a, a like a generic rock bottom moment. Right. And I mean this is certainly not generic. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, in this one, it's still, it's a, it's a rock bottom moment in terms of the trope, I think. Like, he, it's just a moment where he can no longer hide it physically. It's right. not a moment where he decides for himself that he needs help. Right. And, you know, I think that, that, that's definitely, I think, a valid critique. Um, though, you know... I, I think ultimately he does decide for himself that he needs help, but it's, it's uh, the, the realization doesn't come from anything new, really. You know, it's still the same people going, we love you, Steven. We're here for you. We'll do anything for you. And, you know, I, I just still don't understand how that's different from, what they'd already been saying the whole time or what particularly triggered him to, to make well, that I mean, change. It's, it's the, what the stated reason is that it's them finally being for Steven what Steven is for others. Right. But, but like what I think it really is, is it's that it's them reminding Steven that, that everyone's got baggage. And that's, that's a very cynical reading. I know, but mm-hmm. when I look at it, it's just him it's just all of them saying, you know, showing how much they've grown and saying like, oh, you know, Amethyst going, oh, Stephen, everybody hates themselves. And like <laughs> Pearl going, oh, Stephen, you know, everybody's got secrets, you know, mm-hmm. dude, come on. <laughs> and Garnet going, you know, like, hey, you know, I love you no matter what. It doesn't matter. Right. You know, you're not unloved. Don't be stupid. Yeah. It almost, I mean, that's... That, that to me is what it is. It's it's them say, t- saying to Steven, everybody's got baggage, and that resolves it because he he thinks of himself as a normal person instead of a monster with a demonic possession going on by his dead mother, you know, which is how he perceives his puberty before that. So, so all in all, like, what's your take? I really on? liked it. I I think I'll definitely rewatch it. I think it's um it's a pretty powerful story. Um. You know, I think it, I think it wraps things up 
more nicely than the the movie does or or maybe not more nicely or like neatly necessarily but more definitively i i almost feel the opposite i feel like the ending of the show you know um change your mind i feel like that's the ending of the show that i wanted that's you know and then the movie is like a bonus like a nice little post credit you know sequence that kind of reminds me of how far we've come and it's a nostalgic you know little trip and it's got some cool songs in it and that was wonderful um and then this feels like taking that away from me on purpose and I, it makes me uncomfortable but it, it but I like it I like that it does that that it's not afraid to just sort of give me something that I'm unsatisfied with that I'm dissatisfied with I I think you know, it, like, while there are certain elements to this that I feel like are definitely kind of fan service-y and are, are moments that are are probably there just for people to squee about or draw fan art of or, like, get pumped for, like, oh, my God, there's more Camp Lonely Hearts and, oh, Pearl and Bismuth and, oh, we get to see this character one final time and, Right, and, and Sadie becomes queer, and, you know, or, you know, it <laughs> well, probably a was always partner, queer, yeah. Um, a queer partner, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, there's there's definitely some fun, fan service stuff there. Um, but I think you're right, and with its, with its main character, with Steven, it, it takes away some of the simplicity and joy of the original show. Um, right. and, and I think it almost makes you feel guilty for watching it. Right. Right. Like you're but... just watching this kid get traumatized. <laughs> right. Um, but like, I, I don't know. I agree with you that I like that, um, that, that creative decision and that it sort of, uh, defies the trend of a lot of creators to just satisfy 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 their audience and satisfy nostalgia and satisfy fan wants um and i i sort of appreciate that this doesn't necessarily do that solely i mean i feel like it's trying to and it's failing to but Hmm. i still respect it anyway all right fair enough i like i just i feel like what it's trying to do is say let's problematize the show but still give everyone a satisfying conclusion and I think it does the first part and doesn't do the second part. But that is mm, somehow disagree. more impactful. Sure, I, I'm fully you know, willing to accept that yeah. that's not what it's going for, that it's trying to just leave me with a sense of ennui and, hmm, and a no, sense no, of hmm. I, I mean, I, I disagree that it fails at the, the second part. Like, I think it does give... Well, it's like he goes on a road trip. Right. Right? And he, and he cries and he says goodbye, you know, because we're saying goodbye. Right. Is that really, you know, true to him? He can teleport, you know, he can go to outer space. Right. And he can return home in an instant. Mm-hmm. He is a, he's a lion. <laughs> I mean, is him, is, is the fact that he's exploring on his own, is that, is that a satisfying end to his character? Is it, is it important that he, you know is going to visit Connie, but isn't just, like, following her around like a sad puppy. Like, I don't know. 
I, I think that's fair, but I, I also think, you're right, you're right, maybe it's not as satisfying, but I think everyone else gets a satisfying ending, you know, the only person who doesn't is Steven. Maybe. And I think that's, that's fine. Yeah. It's just, I just like to, it's interesting, because it's just the, uh, the movie was so much about accepting change, and that there's never going to be a complete happy ending, and then, you know, kind of a happy ending here, and kind of a sense of, of finality. Yeah. But maybe that'll just all be upended with Steven Universe Future Future. <laughs> Steven Universe... The Ghost of Christmas Way Future. Can, can I just make one comment about the, um, <laughs> the Together Forever episode? Yeah. Um... I do love that it wasn't just Steven's idea to, like, propose to Connie and then, like, live with her like a normal person. He was like, we should just become Stevani, and Stevani will go to college. Because his only model of a healthy relationship is Garnet, and that's right. been presented as the ideal relationship. I thought that worked extremely well, because we, we all work on models, you know, our parental models. And his model, his dad and his mom, like, they were together for a while, and then she disappeared, you know? So he never got to see his dad in a healthy relationship. He only ever saw Lars and Sadie, which was an unhealthy relationship. And Garnet, who is a healthy relationship, sure, but maybe a little codependent, and certainly not a normal human relationship. Right. Yeah, that's a good. I, I'm glad you brought that up. I, yeah, it was just that I, was an interesting, interesting moment to me. Um, I also, I, I really like the, the diamonds and seeing where they ended up. I really, I really yeah, and and sort of their new powers and yeah, and what they do. Um, all right, well, sort of all my thoughts. Do you do you have any last minute addendums or or things you want to bring up? Uh. Oh, I, I think that's a good place to leave it. And, uh, you know, Steven Universe is one of my favorite shows. I think it's messy as hell. I think it reaches its peak in the moment where Peridot becomes a good guy. And after that, it's still great. And mm -hmm. I absolutely was astonished and shocked at every twist that it took. And now it's over. And now there will be other shows. Yeah. Um, I you guys I, watching Kipo? I love Kipo. Everybody should watch Kipo. <laughs> it's great. Uh, I hope they it's get cute. a season two. It's animated beautifully. Yeah. It's they, great. I don't know how they got that budget, but I don't know. You know Netflix is just shelling out. I I love that's it. How I do. Um. All right. Well, Shira's still on, so you know. Yeah, but that's ending that in back. April or May, whenever yeah, it comes we'll out. See. We'll see what that's like. Um, all right. Well, we'll, we'll probably do some minis on those, uh, as things progress and, you know, keep, yeah. keep looking out for our regular talking tropes episodes, our, uh, avatar and core recaps. And, you know, if there's another show that you'd like us to do a deep dive on, um, let us know on Facebook or you can tweet or at us. Or a non-deep dive. Or a non-deep dive. shallow dive. Just like a quickie. We'll dive right into the kiddie pool for you guys. Yeah. We'll do whatever you want. We're, we're shills. Um, tweet at us at Talking Tropes and uh, we'll see you guys next time bye bye